This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Contra is an ongoing experimental dance series helmed by choreographer Zafir Muzani, which honours our traditions while forging a new way forward through contemporary dance. So the latest edition, Contra Borneo, promises to be a showcase of five talented choreographers from East Malaysia and another choreographer from Peninsula Malaysia who have all drawn inspiration from the people of East Malaysia, their culture and their way of life uh, in order to weave a rich tapestry of movements and stories into six contemporary dance works. So I'm going to find out what's in store from dancer and choreographer Ethel Deidre, who is also producing a piece for this. And she's going to tell us more about this experimental dance showcase. Welcome, Ethel. How are you today? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Lovely to have you on the show, Ethel. So nice to meet you. Thank you so much for joining me today. So uh, as I mentioned, right, this is an experimental dance show. Uh, I do understand it's aimed at celebrating Bornean culture. It's going to be uh, in conjunction with the upcoming Kamatan and Gawai festival, uh, festivities, right? Yes. Okay, all right. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But can we get to uh, know you a little bit better, Ethel? I mean, talk to me a little bit about yourself. You know, how did you find your calling, uh, your calling in dance and choreography? Um, I got myself into dancing when I was 14 years old. I I danced for a school event and then I fell in love in dancing ever since that. So when I started to get interested in choreography is that after I watched um, Unyamada's piece called People Without Seasons in KLPAC back in 2017. And that was when I was still in diploma first year in Aswara. So... Um, right after watching that, I felt like I wanted to create a piece that has the same quality and energy that I love, that I love watching the show, that makes me want to create more choreography just like like that. Okay. Yeah. So that was quite an inspirational piece for you then seeing that. Yes. Okay. All right. And may I ask, uh, are you, you're, not, you're not from uh, Peninsula Malaysia, right? You're from East Malaysia, Sabah, am I right? Yes, yes Sabah. Okay, so you grew up uh, you grew up in Sabah before coming here to uh, Aswara. Yes. Okay. All right. So, what are some of the the works or pieces that you've been working on uh, since you've become a dancer and choreographer or a professional? Right. I mean, uh, do you prefer contemporary over traditional, or do you like a bit of both? Yeah. What are your preferences? Um, to be honest, I'm more into like I'm more comfortable doing contemporary work. Mm-hmm. So some of the works that I've produced, uh, such as like Travel Idea. Ride the Horse, Work in Progress, uh, Tari Sila, uh, Levite, a dance film, Essence, and Budaya. So I like more into contemporary because like, I like to expand my vocab- vocabulary of movements when I'm doing in choreography. So that's why. Okay. All right. So so contemporary is more your thing. But, you know, growing up, uh, you know, uh, yeah. in Sabah, did you learn like traditional dances as well when you were there? Um, I learn it informally. Like okay. I dance in the events like Keramayan on the spot. I learned the dance. Ah, okay. Okay. And that was just part of like everybody's sort of like culture like, growing up. Yes. Okay. 
Excellent. All right. And um, so being both a dancer and choreographer, right, um, maybe you can share some of who um, who some of your influences are, you know, is there anyone's work that you really, really like? Um, just like I've mentioned in the first um, question, yeah. uh, it's Unyamada, really, because she's a dancer choreographer, uh, an energetic, small, built female dancer, just like me. So, <laughs> just I was just going to say that. <laughs> just like you, yeah. So like, I felt like the way she danced is also like how I dance, like very energetic and all. Mm. So I found that her works are unique and interesting and very much full of energy. That's why I felt like she's my source of inspiration in choreography right now. Okay, all right. So Unyamada, all right, wonderful. And for you, right, I mean, I always like to ask this when I speak to choreographers, you know, how does your uh your your creative process of a dancer differ from your creative process of a choreographer? I mean, is it very different? Uh, maybe you can share, you know, how it is like for you. Uh, for me, I think the creative process for a dancer is, are, are usually more into finding movements, vocabulary, quality, energy, speed, tempo, throughout uh, the movements exploration that they do. But for a choreographer, it's, it's mainly about looking on the bigger picture. So when we are doing explorations with the dancer, we are also thinking on what are the costumes we're going to put, mm. like the lightings, mm. like what are the semiotics for these movements and why do I put the, the dance in a pyramid position. So very much um, a lot of things that I have to relate on why I do kind of movement that uh, resembles symbolic to what, yeah, okay. idea. And, you know, do you perform, uh, I'm not sure, but do you perform also in your own pieces that you've choreographed? And is there, I mean, how do you sort of critique yourself? You know, what is that kind of process like? Um, it, it is quite really hard for me to, like, evaluate my choreography myself when I'm dancing in it. Mm. So I usually have a third eye person who will tell me like what I'm lacking in in this choreography uh, that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you always have to have some an extra pair of eyes there, right? To sort yes. of like keep an eye on it. Okay, lovely. And um, if you're in, um, so so that's part of like, um, you know, having a critical eye, right? On your work. Yeah. Um, and talk to me about your choreographic process. You know, how do you approach choreography? Uh, what are your starting points? You know, I'm always curious to know how people come up with movements and, uh, you know, is it experimental? Is it ad hoc? How does it go? Mm. Um, I would usually, like anything before I start a choreography, I would usually start with um, a, an exploration session, improvisations and exploration sessions with the dancers. So from there, I would give these dancers tasks on what explorations that they would do. So at least it will help to create ideas on the dancers. They can imagine on what movements they would want to do. And so from there, I would expand the movements um, just by playing with it so that the movement's vocabulary can be created. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get, I get what you mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. And you've choreographed quite a few pieces already, right, uh, in your career. You know, is there any particular other ingredients, I would say, that always occur in your creation? You know, something like recurring themes, perhaps. Oh, um, ingredients. Um, <laughs> Sorry for my choice of words, but you know what I mean, right? Like, how do you put yeah. it all together? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but mainly, like in all of my choreographies that I've done before, I would usually put these two qualities 
in it. It's ripple and bounce motion. So yeah, I think I'm a mover. So I would usually focus more into the movements. So my motion, my focus motion are like the the ripple and bounce motion in the dance because I've danced with this quality so I'm used to it. So I try to incorporate these two qualities in the movements of my choreography. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, you know, so that leads me, of course, to ask you, how has all of that, I mean, do those ingredients also come into the piece that you've prepared for Contrabonio? And I believe that's called Don't Slam yes. the Door. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> it is also applied there. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So those movements bouncing and what was the other one again? Sorry, bounce and? Ripple. Ripple and bounce. Bounce and ripple yes. also in this piece. And talk to me a little bit about, you know, the piece that you've prepared, you know, the music, the movements. Yeah. What are we going to see when we come see you guys? Okay, so the music that I chose is a music that I explore with the movements of my dancers. So the emotions, the quality and energy of the dancers are mainly influenced by the music itself. Okay. Uh, the music I'm choosing is a is a instrumental music by the musician La uh, Balkan Beatbox, La Bush Resistance. So I just take it into like instrumental melody and as my choreography music. Okay, all right. And yeah. um, talk, can you also talk to me about, you know, the themes that are involved in the piece? Because I do understand it highlights uh, the stateless community in Sabah, right? Is that is that a theme that you've explored before? Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Um, this theme that highlights the stateless community in Sabah is, is coming from the stories that I've heard of these communities in Sabah before. So a lot of um, stories that convey sadness and very the struggle emotion of this community in Sabah, I try to portray it and translate it into my choreography. Yeah. Okay. And and this is a theme that you've been interested in for a long time now, or yeah, uh, quite a long time. Quite so long time. I thought of like this. This can be like maybe I can try and put it as a work. On stage. Okay, so you want to explore, I guess, uh, was it more of uh, you want to sort of uh, highlight, you know, that this is a big issue in Sabah? Because we do know that statelessness is a huge issue in Sabah. Is that sort of like the idea of why you wanted to uh, present a piece that tackled this theme? Yes. For, for me, I, I felt like they've been living within the locals for a long time. Yeah. So I felt like they should have their own rights to for the access of education, healthcare, and anything that for a person who has an IC, mm -hmm. like the privilege of a person who has an IC, to also like they also can have that kind of privilege in certain in certain areas that they can gain. Yeah. Because yeah. in essence, I mean they basically are like a Sabahan. I mean, you know, they live, they work with you, they, you know, provide to the economy, they do all of that, but they are just they don't have the IC, so they are therefore mm -hmm. are not afforded the same sort of rights that we are, right? As Malaysians. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Um, so that should be an interesting piece. I can't wait to see it. Um, but talk to me a little bit about some of the uh, other choreographers that will be presenting works at Contra Borneo. Uh, maybe you can tell us who they are and some of their pieces. Um, so there will be a piece by Yunus Ern called Ruai that explores the relationship between the power and uh, influence. A piece by uh, Andrew Igaijamu called Dataika Dinihari, which draws on the intricate hands and body movements of female bards, Lemambang Sabak, in Dayak Iban community. 
So a piece by Fauzi Amiruddin also called Tombiruo, which is inspired by um, Ramli Awang Murshid novel. A piece by Hafzal Aziz called The Nopeng, inspired by Tandak and Jabar Laura Selasih Dikanan, inspired by the, the dance Sumazau. Okay, all right. So there's a mix of like traditional and contemporary. Yes. I mean, uh, a lot of uh, traditional influence in these contemporary pieces. Am I right in saying that? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. And I did say that, you know, at the start, this is, uh, you know, aimed at celebrating Bornean culture, of course, uh, because at the end of the month, we know it's Kahamatan and Gawai festivities. I mean, that's a, that's a huge time, isn't it, for East Malaysians? Very much. Yes. Okay, will you be heading home for... Uh, for no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> I will okay. be staying here doing my final year project. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, all right. Hopefully next year then. But so this is um, um, happening. Uh, it's already happening, actually. It started this week. Um, you know, is there anything that you want the audience to know coming into the performance? You know, perhaps as, you know, peninsula folk, uh, quote unquote, uh, coming to watch these pieces? Um, I hope that the audience that come and watch this show would gain more information about our culture um, and enjoy the diversity of choreographic style in this Contra Borneo because there's a lot of stories and uh, themes that are presented in this in each pieces in this Contra Borneo show there's a lot to to see yeah it's a lot to see and it'll be a nice you know if you've never experienced sort of like uh, East Malaysian uh, dance this would be a nice uh, interesting introduction right and, and gateway yes. into that uh, into that genre wonderful thank you so much uh, Ethel uh, for thank joining you. me today any last message that or any concluding message that you'd like to leave our listeners with Please come and watch Contra Borneo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Ethel, uh, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Ethel Deidre. She is a dancer choreographer. Her piece will be performed in Contra Borneo. So as I mentioned, Contra Borneo has already kicked off. Uh, it started on the 4th of May, So, and but it runs right up till Sunday, the 7th of May. Tickets are priced 40 ringgit or 50 ringgit. And you can get your tickets at cloudjoy.com. That's C-L-O-U-D-J-O-I.com. Uh, and of course, it's happening over at Puntas 2 in KL Pack. For more information, again, just head to cloudjoy.com or you can go to the KL Pack website. That's klpack.org. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash earth or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.